to continue our mindful series dealing with how to build strong and healthy minds during this mental health awareness month uh five incredible people who are part of our serve city family are both men and women are going to come and they are going to share their story in their own way so all i ask is not only first of all that you pray for them because this it takes a lot of courage to get up here with lights in your face and all sorts of stuff and be able to share without anybody even being in the house so pray for them as they share and not only this i want you to encourage them encourage them in the chat so you celebrate them i'm getting ready to call their names in this moment and then after i call their names uh, they are going to come up and they are going to uh, begin to share with you so i want you to shout them out i want you to clap for them in the chat for every name that i mentioned uh, as they are amazing amazing people in our house the first person uh come on let's make some noise for sylvia hamlet come on somebody come on in the chat give god praise for sylvia hamlet she especially serves in the area of our merch and various other things uh, and, and we just love her. Not only this, uh, we also have today one of my favorite people in the world. Come on, Mr. Robert Forrest. Come on, somebody. J.A. Massive. <laughs> he is the most incredible guy and we just love his spirit for the Lord and his, his love for his family and he is amazing serves in the area of connections and also number three we have Katrina Thorpe come on somebody <laughs> we love Katrina she is one of the amazing people you see uh, at the front door when you come uh, and she serves in connections praise the Lord and somebody that we love who is of heart of our family and our dream team Elsa Al Attar come on somebody we celebrate her and she's served in our production and we appreciate her and then the last but not least mr all black everything himself uh, mr d'angelo valentine come on come on come on listen it's going to be a great day so before they come if you have not done so yet go ahead and make sure that you invite somebody share this and subscribe let us pray over them in this moment uh and where you are can we stand to our feet where you are and let's just believe god for a mighty impact god we thank you for this moment lord god we repent of our sins everything we thought said and done unlike you you are a god who is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness thank you lord for those who gave in the offering bless the gift and the giver and increase it for your glory and lord we ask lord that in this moment that you would bless and be with every church in the gta and beyond that is preaching your gospel in this moment because we don't see them as our competition they are our co-laborers so please meet them and use them mightily here the churches we cover the ones we're in fellowship with uh, all over the world do mighty exploits for your glory and lord i just pray in this moment especially for these amazing people that are getting ready to share imbue them with your power in a mighty way let them feel at ease and have peace knowing that it's not by your might or their might or their power but it's by your spirit that they are going to deliver in a mighty way and so i thank you and i give you praise for that which you're going to do in jesus mighty name let everybody that has expectation say amen come on you may be seated and put your hands together and let's welcome sylvia hamlet god bless you come on somebody 
Good morning, Serve City. How's it going? It's great to be here. <laughs> I just want to start off by saying thank you so much to Pastor Andrew and Chantal for thinking of me um, and to allowing me to uh, share my story. Um, so most of you may know I'm married to my husband, Antoine Hamlet. Uh, he's my best friend. He's my uh, business partner. Um, but so here's a little story that comes with it. So we met the first week of school um, in college in the fitness and lifestyle management program when I was 18 years old. Um, we hit it off and actually it was uh, the common interest of being believers that brought us together. Um, and sparked our relationship. So we made it official the first week, and deep down, I knew he was going to be the one for me. And even if you didn't know yet, Antoine. <laughs> so just to quickly uh, paint the picture, I grew up in a super traditional Korean family. Um, we owned and worked like crazy at our convenience store, um, which we owned for 15 years. And my parents were hardworking, um, so my grandma raised us. So um, the Korean culture was very much so embedded in my siblings and I. Um, so along with all of that, we were expected to marry Korean as well. Okay, you see where I'm going here. <laughs> so I essentially broke the Korean bloodline. And right off the bat, I told Antoine, you're in for a ride if you want to be with me. And he completely understood and was willing to do life with me, which hashtag don't do life alone. Um, and fast forward to one year in, I decided to finally tell my mom, we're closer than, my, my mom and I are closer than my dad and I, but um, I, I decided to tell my mom about Antoine. And she said, nope kept telling me, be friends, just be friends, Korean boy, Korean boy, you know, all that, that stuff, right? So um, to simply put it, basically for us not to be together. And we butt heads and I resented her for three solid years. And during that time, I was just so upset. I walked around with such a heavy um, chest all the time. I had this burden on me that I would maybe have to make this um, decision in the future and choose between my family or Antoine. So um, if you know my parents, my mom especially, she's such a loving, they're, they're such loving people. Um, they, you know, give their clothes off their backs. They serve in their community and in their church and also even run mission trips in Honduras on their own. So they're really God-loving people. So I'll, 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 I'm going to get there. So anyways, um, I kept our relationship on the down low and I hated that I had to tell white lies um, I lived with a huge weight, again, on my shoulders, and basically carried that burden every day for nine years. And I was so upset, um, you know, I constantly was even bloated, um, and if you know about stress, stress holds in your gut, okay? You have that cortisol that builds up in, I'm not going to get all trainer on you guys, but basically you got to let go of that stress, okay? So, um Sorry, give me two seconds. Um, luckily, I had my siblings and cousins and best friends to help support me during these times where I felt helpless. But most importantly, I had God to lean on. And anytime I felt that anxiety, and pretty much every other night, when I would cry myself to sleep, I would pray, pray, pray. And this brings me to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 to 8 in the New International Version, NIV. And for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He he is a shield to those who walk is blameless, for he guards and course, the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. So faithful ones, I was, this was when my faith, faith was tested the most. Um, I kept saying to God, show me if this is the man for me. Show me if I'm in the right position. Show me if this is the, the path you want me to take, God. Um, and uh, 
Beautifully enough, we gra both graduated with honors, with high GPA, became personal trainers, um, certified through CSEP, um, and then we eventually collaborated our business and um, boomed. We, we grew every year, year after year. Um, all our goals that we set out to do, we all reached. Um, and although we had to grind ourselves to the floor some seasons, uh, God kept showing me all these great uh, blessings throughout our journey. So in, Hebrew, in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Okay, so let's fast forward again now, nine years later, when we're ready to finally move on to the next chapter of our lives. I just couldn't even find the right time to tell my dad, okay? And that's the, that's, that was the most intense part of this whole relationship. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so really, I couldn't figure out when and how I could even break the news that I've been with Antoine for nine years. So in September 2018, we sold our family home, and that same, around that same time, my brother and I were packing to go to Korea for three weeks. Um, so I decided that that was the time. You know, you got you to gotta just kind of dip out of the country, you know, after you drop a bomb. <laughs> so one day, I was packing in my room, and I felt thirsty out of nowhere. So right in that moment, I had this rush of, oh my gosh, go tell your dad, go tell your dad, go tell your dad. And so the fear of the unknown was just, just made me freeze. Um, but God gave me the courage in that moment, and he was with me all along. So um, I expressed, I went into his room. My dad was fixing the door on the ground, and he asked me if I was okay, because who does, who does that? I was just walking in there and just like, hi, dad. <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> anyway, so I laugh about it now, but I was bawling in that moment. <laughs> That's why he was asking what was happening. But um, I expressed to him that I was in a relationship for a long time. I may have shaved off two years of the total time, you know, no perfect people allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was definitely shocked, but he felt more hurt that I didn't tell him about Antoine. And that was in that moment I realized, wow, look at what you held yourself back from, right? Um, so it came to the day where he met my dad one-on-one, -on -one, just a few months after that moment. Um, and at the end of what was, super, what was a super intense conversation, my dad gave Antoine the okay. So praise God for that. <laughs> um, we got engaged two months after and planned the wedding in nine months. Um, and it, we had an amazing wedding um, pre-COVID, 2019. And uh, my friends know I wanted to get married in 2020, you know, because the sound of it, 2020, right? But thank God that didn't happen. So, um, so yeah, we had over 250 guests who witnessed the cultural merging of both our families and um, both of us. Um, and, uh, yeah, my parents love Antoine so dearly. I swear they ask him, you know, how he's doing more so than how I'm doing and what he wants to eat rather than what I want to eat, but it's all good. <laughs> so, um, I just want to, uh, kind of wrap up by saying burdens weigh so, so heavy on us without us even knowing. Um, and the stress that I lived with, the headaches that I had all the time, the constant worrying and fear of this ultimatum I may have to, uh, you know, go for in the future um, can really put a block, you know, in your life and, uh, and in our minds. So if you take anything from my story, let go of those burdens, let go of those chains, um, fully put your faith, faith and trust in God. 
um, rip it like a band-aid as some of my family members and friends told me to do, which I did, um, and get it off your chest and whatever it is that you're holding back from someone or from yourself. Um, it really can, to um, sorry, it really can take a toll on your mental health. And trust me, I've lived it for nine years. So um, I always say to myself, it isn't my timing. It's always God's timing. Um, and I'm so glad I had him by my side for, uh, you know, with us throughout this whole way through. And um, just to uh, finish off with the scripture here, Mark chapter 11, 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Amen. Thank you very much. Good morning, Surf City. Welcome home. My name is Robert Forrest, and I want to thank Pastor Andrew and Pastor Chantel for this opportunity, for giving me this opportunity to share my testimony. Ah, whoo! Ah, it surrounds um, epilepsy. Uh, as a matter of fact, it surrounds Matthew 4, 24. And Matthew 4, 24 is, oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Thought I have it right here, but then. Okay, Matthew 4, 24. The news about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him who were with various diseases, and those who suffered severe pains and demon-possessed, and those have seizures, and seizures are like epileptic seizures. And that is one of my talk, um, testimony for today. At around 10 years old, growing up, I suffered, I was diagnosed with epileptic seizures and um, it was like I was like a slave to this seizure and I just want to let you know that no matter what in in all things God just love us and let me let me just make it clear before in this time I wasn't a Christian I wasn't born again I was not serving God but I know that there was a heavenly father wow. and I put my trust in him so you know, nights upon nights upon nights, you know, go to my bed, I would pray. And I can tell you, I did it for five years. But who to tell that God did not answer me within my first two years, our first year, or even the first night that I went and um, prayed to him. But it take me five years to realize that God has answered my prayer. You know, and I can remember, you know, having this tablet that I used to take. I used to take it twice a day before going to school and back home from school. And I remember, fast forward, five years after, you know, and still taking this tablet. And I remember that, um, whew, I remember one, one afternoon on the television, there was this program that we watched, right? It wasn't a program that I enjoy watching because it wasn't, Cartoons are stuff like that, you know, but I stick in it and watched it and I remember this lady came up and she said um, You know, it's, a, it's surrounding about epileptic seizures and I said, whoa, this is this is in my alley So I said, all right, let me let me sit down and 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 watch You know this lady and she said, you know, you know if in five years time if within five years if you have taken your tablets your medication and um, You weren't born with this illness, you would, you would um, be free from it. 
And I said, what? Somebody said, you know, I, and I said to myself, God, you know, I mean, I, I, I prayed and I prayed. I said, God, if there's a sign for me, show me a sign to let me know that you have answered my prayer. And I mean, that, that evening I went to take my second tablet. And when I grabbed the pill bottle and I look in it, I said, no, this is not right. The pills were normally used to be orange and white. Now the white became brown. So I run inside. I run inside and say, mom, 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 look here, look here, look here, mom. And she said, what, Wayne? Oh, oh, oh that's my name at home, right? <laughs> so my mom, my mom said, what, Wayne? I said, look, look, mom, the pill, the pill, the pill. So I said, what's wrong with the pill? I said, the pills, it is not white anymore. It's orange and brown. And she said, what? And I said, man, mom, I said, mom, I will not take this tablet anymore. I think God has cured me from this. You know, and I, from that day until today, I have not suffered another seizure. And I am now 52 years old, and I am happy about it. But I can tell you that, you know, Revelation 12:11 says, and he overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And that's my testimony. All right? So even, even, even fast forward to... 2011, when I suffered a severe paralyst in my both arms. Both arms were like, you know, paralyzed. I couldn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't move it, I couldn't hold anything. You know, and I went to the doctor and I did all, I did some tests, you know, and everything. And I went to the doctor and the doctor asked me, you know, um, Robert? I said, yes, doc. She said, he said, squeeze my hand. And I hold his hand like this. And he said, squeeze it. I'm saying, yes, doc, I'm squeezing it. He said, no, you're not. I said, doc, yes, I'm squeezing it. I'm squeezing it up here. It's not working here. He said, oh, my God, Robert, your total arms are being paralyzed. You know, I mean, somebody said, doc, what can I do? Because that's the only thing I use for work, my arms. I'm a driver. I spray cars. I do stuff with my arms. And without my arms, I am nothing. You know, and I said, God, how can this be? How can I feed my family if I, if I, if I, if, if I can't use my arm? You know, and I, and I think about my daughter, how, you know, for me to support her and all these things. And I mean, God brought me where I actually, he humbled me where I, I don't know. I don't know. He just did it for me, you know, because I didn't take any medication for the arm or anything. But I know I prayed. I know I prayed. So I can tell you again, Revelation 12, 11, and he and I overcame it by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. And I just want to tell you, I just want to tell any person out there who are suffering with, with, with any seizures or paralysis to their, to their body, I just want to let you know that God loves you. No matter what, he loves you. And that is my testimony. Thank you very much. Good morning. <laughs> I just want to first thank Pastor Andrew and Pastor Chantal for providing this opportunity for the five of us. I know that it has already blessed me, and my prayer is that it blesses you as well. So the beauty in my story is that 
in the pa in the past four years, I really got to see what it was like to respond in my own strength compared to trusting in God. Amen. So 2018, 2019, I went through a depression. I shut people out. I felt very alone. I cried often. And I also had suicidal thoughts. But in 2019 and 2020, I went through the same breakup exactly a year apart, but I got two completely different outcomes. So truthfully, in 2019, I wasn't leaning in to God. I, I got baptized, actually, in July of that same year, but uh, I ran to him after the breakup, but I didn't really trust him. So I thought that I had to muster up my own strength to get through what I was going through. I shut my friends out. I wasn't praying daily, and it was just a huge mess. I was making wrong decisions, but also paralyzed to make the wrong decision. Um, and I was trying to make it seem like everything was okay. But it took going through that same heartbreaking experience a year later to realize this is not right, like it's not working out. I need to trust God. I need to put my trust in God. So in John 16, 33, and I'm reading from the message version of the Bible, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart, I have conquered the world. So though the first part of 2020, it was overwhelming, the last seven months were filled with joy, hope, and peace. I replaced thoughts of depression with the promises of God. I went from binge-watching Netflix to binge-watching YouTube sermons. I set aside time in the morning to pray and read my Bible instead of scrolling through Instagram, which in turn caused me anxiety. I was very intentional about seeking God. So though my surroundings in 2020 didn't change much, I was still facing some of the same problems. My reaction to those problems and the way that I saw them did change. And in turn, I believe God gave me a peace that I have never experienced before. And because I was intentional about seeking God, I believe I found that peace that John 16:33 says. My question for you, what, are you, what is God telling you? Are you listening? Are you actively seeking him? In the Bible, there is so many scriptures that will make us unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. Like Psalms 139, 14, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Isaiah 43, 5, do not be afraid for I am with you. Philippians 4, 4, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Or even Psalms 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So I want to encourage you guys to lean into God. I want to encourage you to take heart, be filled with joy, be brave, because Jesus has conquered the world. Thank you.
Okay, so I'm so grateful for this opportunity to share. And I just couldn't think of a better example than a car accident that I was in uh, September of 2019. So what initially kind of looked like something that was minor, like whiplash, I progressively learned that it was a concussion and a spinal cord injury. And so I found myself for the very first time in my life actually like without the ability to do the things I normally could do. So the, my job, I was suddenly impaired to do my job. I could not carry things. I could not wash my own hair. I could not do laundry or cook or do any of the things I was normally used to. And it was the first time in my life within my Christian walk where I actually questioned God. I thought, how can God say that all things work together for the good of those who love and where how could this be for my good? I could not see it in that time. And so I did what a lot of people do and what I think, you know, I can really understand Peter's experience when he denied Jesus on the cross is that for the first time in my walk, I denied Jesus as well. And I thought to myself, if you're going to take my physical ability, you're going to take the thing that I valued more than anything else, which was my independence. I couldn't really focus or serve him at this time. And so I became really engulfed in pain, in sorrow, in grief, and really just feeling sorry for myself. It was the first time God had humbled me in a way that I had really, I, I didn't think I would be able to move past it. And I found myself sinking deeper and deeper into depression. And I found myself grasping at these different coping mechanisms that I had before I knew Christ. So here I am smoking like a chimney. I can't stop eating because I just needed the pain to stop. I felt so engulfed by the pain and I needed it to stop. And it didn't. It persisted. And I eventually had to get to a point where I accepted that I was changed. And this was not going to be, this isn't going to go the way that I wanted it to go. So I, I had to get to a point where I accepted it. This is where I am. I can't do the things I used to do. What do I do now? And in this time, the Lord started prompting me to fast. Now, okay, if you fasted before, it's not like fun or easy all the time, right? And this is when things get hard sometimes. So I was like, listen, <laughs> like you've taken my independence. So now you want me to give up my coping strategies too? Like, no. So I resisted this, but I came to a point where my health team said to me, like, listen, if you continue smoking, you're not going to get better. So the oxygen that you're cutting off from your body from smoking is actually impairing what you desire. So... <laughs> I reluctantly had to let these things go, which I've been smoking since I was 19, okay? <laughs> this was not an easy thing to really relinquish, and I used food far earlier than that. So these were things where I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I'm walking through this fast with God, and he was so gentle and merciful with me in this time, and I really started to understand daily provision. I started to understand what it meant to get daily bread, and not to have more than you need for the next day, but enough for that specific day. And so this is what carried me in this time is the there's the scripture in Matthew 6 the entire one is 25 to 34 and it talks about like do not worry etc but the scripture that that carried me was sufficient for the day is its own worries sufficient for the day is its own trouble yeah. and I could not look ahead because it, it was too much for me at this time all I could do was take God at his word every single day and every single day, I found myself hitting moments where I came to the end of myself. I came to the end of my strength. I came to the end of my compassion. I came to the end of my faith. And somehow, every morning, there would be more. 
and there would be more the following day. And with time, days became weeks, weeks became months, and suddenly the Lord started giving me those things back. And so suddenly I was able to do more. I was a little bit more independent in my life. And I slowly found myself being able to be the person I sort of once was, but for the first time in my life, I understood they were gifts. I understood that it was not from my own strength that I could say and do things. It was not through my own capabilities that I did my job. It wasn't through any of my own desires. I wasn't caring for my body in a particular way. I'm so healthy and that's why I'm strong. No, it's because God is merciful. It's because he gave me life. It is because he gave me breath. That is why I can do all those things. And so as he returned these things to me, I want you to actually know I'm stronger physically now than I was pre-accident. So pre-accident, I, was, I even had a neck injury where a client had punched me in the head and I was unable to do a lot of things in this time and he actually healed that. So I got to see not only the redemptive power of our God, but I also get a chance to steward my body now with integrity, with appreciation, with gratitude, and to actually understand that being humbled by God also positions you. It positions you in a way where he can actually use you because you're not going to let it inflate yourself. You're not going to inflate it to your head. You're not going to take credit for what he does. If I speak, it's by his grace. If I am kind, it's by his grace. If I am merciful, it's by his grace. All things that are good come from him. And I give him thanks and gratitude for that. And in this season, I have the privilege to learn to run. Can I tell you there is nothing more humbling than doing what a five-year-old can do? And I am relearning it every single day. And I can finally do it with a sense of appreciation for the, for the majesty of the body that he has given me, that it is about my stewardship of my body, and that I can honestly live this life giving him a, like gratitude and thanks for everything that he has done. And so I want to leave you with encouragement and just to say that like this was not an easy season and I'm not going to pretend it looked pretty or that I did the Christian things. I smoked like a chimney and I, I, I was a very angry and unhappy person, but God kept me and he sustained me. He was kind to me. He was loving with me. And I give him so much thanks for all of the gifts that I experienced in this time. And honestly, though I may not have chosen this, I may not have picked this, this is something I'm actually really grateful that he gave me as a gift. And I can say now that the car accident was a gift. Thank you. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. I want to give a special thank you to Pastor Andrew and Pastor Chantel for extending their platform so I can share my personal testimony. Mental health and mental illness does not discriminate. It doesn't discriminate anything of race, gender, creed, whatever. Anybody can experience it. And I thought for myself that I would never have it happen to me, but it did. I was at my wit's end. My marriage was falling apart, it was on the rocks. Financially, things weren't great. And I decided I wanted to give up on life. It got so bad that I was diagnosed with something called borderline personality disorder. And for those who don't know what that is, it's something where your mood can change from happy, sad, anxious, from hours, minutes, and even seconds. It got so bad that I even tried to take my life four times. First time 
when I try to take my life. First time when I try to take my own life. I poured boiling hot water on myself where it burned my chest, my shoulder, and my arm. The second time, I tried to cut myself, and my cousin called the police, and I was apprehended by the police and brought to the hospital. The third time, and I thought it was for sure it was going to be the final time, where I took, I overdosed on my medication, and then I woke up in the hospital hooked up to an IV. The fourth time, and I thought for sure, this is the final time. This very rope that you see here, this was the tool that, this is the actual rope that I used to try to hang myself. Wow. And I remember that very day, very vividly, when I went to, to Home Depot and I bought the rope. I proceeded to make a noose and I drove the car out of town and I found this fire station that was not put in service yet. And I made my way to the top, tied the noose and had it around my neck, tied it to the top of the ledge of the building, and proceeded to jump. And when I jumped, it was weird because the noose wasn't tightening. And it just felt like I was levitating in the air, which was very strange because you're already dangling from a couple of feet in the air. And I kept trying, and I kept trying, and I kept trying. But something just told me, it's not your time yet. So I managed to get up. I managed to get up and I got back in my car and I was very frustrated over the fact that I was not, I did not die. And I remember I was driving down this small country road and I saw this small little church. And I remember turning in and pulling into the parking lot and I remember seeing the pastor running out of that church. Mind you, he does not know me. But he just knew that he had to do some ministering. He pulled me into his office. He said, son, what is going on? And I said to him, I was trying to take my life because everything is falling apart. I don't know what to do. And he said this. He said, maybe your life is not yours to live. Maybe it's for a bigger purpose that God has called you to do. Yeah. Now, wait now. He asked me this question. Now, mind you, I grew up in the church the, my entire life, going to church every week, waking up every morning with my family, having worship. But I never got asked this question until he asked it. He said, D'Angelo, do you want to give your life to Christ? And that very moment that I, I, I have accepted, and he gave me this Bible. And he wrote in an inscription, and he asked me to read Isaiah 40, verses 31. And I'm reading from the King James Version, and it says, But they shall wait upon the Lord, and shall renew their strength, and they shall mount upon the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And I'm telling you right now, if those who are watching online right now, if you feel like you're going to give up, you, you have a choice to make. And I'm telling you, choose Jesus. Cry out. And I have another verse, and it's taken from Jeremiah 17, verses 14. And it says, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. Thou art my praise. I'm telling you, you have a choice to make, and let me tell you something. This is the very tool that could have taken my life, but I chose the one that saved my life, and it can save yours as well. So if you're just sitting there and you're thinking that God has forgotten about you, you're sitting there and you're thinking all hope is lost. Let me tell you something. 
Choose Jesus. That happened two years ago to me, and I'm standing right here. I have not taken any medication. I haven't had any. I had no episodes. And I'm telling you, once I chose Jesus, my whole life did a whole 180. And I'm standing here, and I'm walking here, and I'm praising here. And I'm telling you, there's so much that he can do for you if you just, if you just accept him. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Can we just take a moment and give the Lord praise? Did you just hear what I heard? Come on, do you hear what I hear? Can we give the Lord some praise? And D'Angelo, D'Angelo, uh, I just, I, I just, I, I love this because uh, D'Angelo's, when's your birthday? His birthday is, is it this coming? That's this coming week. His birthday is this coming week. Come on, May 30th is his birthday. Can we just celebrate God for keeping him that he, instead of celebrating his date of death, we get to celebrate his birth. Come on, and what God has done in his life. Glory to the Lord. We give the Lord praise. Come on. God is a prayer answering God. And we give him honor. And one more time, can we just light it up in the chat for every single person that shared on this morning? Glory to God. Come on, can you just put those hands together? Do some clapping hand emojis. And we give the Lord praise and glory in this moment. Praise the Lord. Listen, uh, we understand that there were some potent things that took place. And someone, even before I share around the gospel and we close out this service, I want... To let you know, someone you, this may have been triggering for you. This, you know, you might be in a place where you're suicidal. And you're here in Canada and you're like, you know what, man, I need some help. You may have been encouraged today to put some steps in place to start addressing by God's grace in a godly way the things that are up against your mental health. And if you are suicidal, I want right now we want to provide you with this canada suicide helpline if you will the number will be there on the screen for you in a moment uh, if you need some help and you're feeling suicidal give them a call that number is there for you and uh if not uh if you can't if you don't want to dial that number right now you can go to the connection card it's there you can scan the qr code the number will be there on the connection card you can even fill that out and let us know if you just need some help and we can connect you with some resources. But our hope and our goal is that out of this that you have heard, that you would be inspired, that you would be inspired, that you would be inspired to know that no matter what you're facing and what has come up against you in this season or that you may have been facing your whole life, as I've shared, I too battle mental illness and have done so it's in my household and so many others that have faced it in my family and extended and otherwise and it's by God's grace that we are able to walk in a place of victory it's not by ourselves or in our own power and so we invite you in this moment to put your trust and your faith in Christ as each and every single person in the five for seven outline they shared that it's not by their might or their power, but it was the healing power of God that brought them through. And even now as they continue to battle, it's the strengthening grace of God that is giving them the help to keep on going, even in the middle of difficulty. And you're like, what are, what, you know, what's all this stuff about putting trust and faith in God? Why would we do this? Well, 
I want to let you know that over 2,000 years ago, we, when we were in sin, as the Bible says, sin from our birth, because of the mistakes of our first parents, Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God. When God told them to do something, they say, no, we're going to do our own thing. And consequently, because they are the first parents of mankind, the sin and the disobedience that they exemplified became hereditary and passed down to every human being thereafter, making us born separated from God. But the good news is, somebody say, the good news. Come on, one more time, say good news. The good news is that although the wages of sin is death, that's why people die. And although, although as the Bible says, but because of sin and the things that we do that are opposing to God, we are, we are headed for a place called hell as the Bible talks about. It is a real place forever and ever because of this sin condition. The good news is that over 2,000 years ago, Yahweh, our Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Yahweh says, I'm going to put on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be born of a virgin. And I'm going to come into the earth and I am going to live perfectly, oh my, on the behalf of each and every single person on this earth. I'm going to live perfectly. And so now the Bible says that when he did so because he knew that you and I couldn't do it, that all we do is that if we put our trust and our faith in him and what he has done, if we come to him repentant saying i'm a sinner i've messed up i acknowledge my condition he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness bible says if any man be in christ he is a new creation all things are passed away and all things become new and so the beauty is that jesus died and not only did he die in your place but he also rose from death with all power and today, if you ask him to be the Lord of your life, if you put your trust in him, you can be saved today. You can be saved today, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've come from. You can be saved. You can be saved from death. If you die, you go to be with Jesus. Or if he comes back, when he comes back as he has promised, whichever one comes first, you get to be with him forever and not in hell. And the good news is that by doing this, you can begin a relationship with him right now. And today, today is what Christians celebrate called Pentecost. Pentecost was a celebration in the time that we commemorate when God poured out the Holy Spirit upon the church and gave life to the church and extended it to all flesh. That when we put trust in him, he comes into us. And he gives us the strength, a spirit that gives us the strength to have a sound mind. Come on, anybody know he's a mind regulator? And so along with, this, with trusting Christ, you get the Holy Spirit in your life. And he'll be with you now and forever. And he will give you the strength to power through whatever it is that you are facing. And so in this moment, I want to invite you because... I want to invite you into this moment to put your trust in your faith in Christ. And the Bible says, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And we can't wait to be able to open up the building for us to be, to be doing water baptisms again. But until then, you can put your trust and faith in Christ 
right now. And you can, as is getting ready, the invitation will happen for you to be baptized as well. And so in this moment, that person is you and you're like, you know what? I want to put my trust and faith in Jesus. I want to make him the Lord of my life. I want to follow him all the way. Glory to God. And like D'Angelo said, you know, nobody even asked him before. Can he, can he give his life to Christ? We're asking you, will you give your life to Christ today? Will you follow him? Will you be baptized? Will you go the next step? Even if you're someone who is not here in Canada, some, there's a church around there someplace. After you make this decision to repent and give your life to the Lord today, go find a church that will baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Tell them about your decision and they'll baptize you. Praise the Lord. But today, if that's you, or if even if you're somebody, you've run away and you're like, you know what? The cares of life got me to the place where my fellowship with God was broken and I, I just said you know what forget God I'm here to tell you even though you may have run away from him he hasn't run away from you his arms are open wide and he is ready to receive you back into fellowship in this moment and so whether it's your first time or you're recommitting your life to the Lord I'm getting ready to lead a prayer of commitment repentance and commitment and I it's not this prayer that saves it's Jesus who saves they're not some magic words or anything of this nature but simply it's you drawing a line in the sand and openly confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and asking him to be the boss of your life. And so if that person is you and you're like, that's me, Pastor Andrew, this is the first time or this is a recommitment for me. I want you, I want you to pop your hand up, pop your hand up in the chat if you're brave enough to do so, so that our online hosts and our church family can see you. If you're not ashamed of this decision, you shouldn't be ashamed. This is the best decision you can make praise the lord or even if you don't want to put your hand up in the chat and you're watching this on a tv or something you can just pop your hand up in your living room where you are on the count of three let us know that that person is you here we go on the count of three one two three come on pop that hand up where you are right there in your living room i see you in the spirit come on right there on in the chat online go ahead you can pop that hand up if that person is you glory to God we celebrate with you in that decision and so I'm getting ready to lead this prayer of commitment and I want you to repeat it after me and church family you can repeat this after me as well even if you are saved you still can do so as a renewal of your commitment to the Lord in this moment and so we say God thank you for sending Jesus Jesus thank you for dying for my sin and rising from death with all power I'm a sinner in need of your forgiveness forgive me of my sins and be the Lord of my life make me new and be with me now and forevermore I thank you and give you praise in Jesus mighty name amen Come on, can we celebrate those who made decisions for Christ today? Come on, on, in the chat. Come on, can you clap those hands and give the Lord glory and praise and honor? We thank you, Jesus, and we give you honor.